Mr. Alfred, Mr. Alfred! Jimmy, welcome here. It has been a while since you've dropped by. I know, it's so sad. But I came because my parents told me I need to come and pick up some tomatoes for supper tonight. Nice! Well, it's a good thing we have tomatoes. But don't even like tomatoes, Mr. Alfred. Can't I just pick up cookies instead? They like cookies too. You could, but would that be obeying your parents? Well, at least I went to the store and bought something. Something even more tasty. They will be so proud of me. Well, Jimmy, God tells us to obey our parents. Even if it's something we don't like, we need to submit to them. Sub... sub what? Subway? No, Jimmy, submit. That means to do what they ask instead of doing what you want. In fact, the Apostle Paul tells us to submit to each other, because when we do, it shows that God is the one that we love and trust. Whoa, that sounds hard. It seems that way, but there is a lot of comfort from giving everything to God and trusting Him. God says that if we do this, our lives on earth will be better. That's pretty cool. I guess I'll pick up some tomatoes like my parents asked instead of doing what I want. That's awesome, Jimmy. Here, you know what? I'll give you some free cookies to go with your tomatoes. Yes! That's awesome! Cookies! 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 <laughs> well, good morning everyone and welcome to Cross Church again. I'm here with you again this Sunday and my name is Chris if I haven't met you, one of the pastors on staff. And Pastor Alan will be back with us next week so I know we're all excited to have him back with us for sure. He will be getting a, beginning a new summer series, and so I'm really looking forward to, to that for sure. Well, as has been said, it's Sunday the 26th, finally the day of our picnic. And boy, it's been a few years since we've been able to do it, so I'm really looking forward to it. It seems like a pretty nice day, so thanks for praying for sunshine. It's not raining today, not like that torrential downpour on Friday. That was crazy. Uh, this morning, again, we have uh, our families joining us, so some of our kids from grade 1s to 5. So let's welcome them here this morning to have them with us here. It's great to have you with us. And so we're going to have some fun together as families here. And kids, you should have received uh, a really neat activity sheet from Pastor Joel this morning. He has lots of things for you to do while you listen to the message today. So parents, you can help your kids stay quiet and listen as they fill in that activity sheet and do the best they can, all right? So thanks for doing that. And of course, we look forward to getting outside soon and having some great fun, some great food and snacks. And hey, listen, can I ask all of you something this morning when we have this time at the picnic? Why not take some time to get, a know, to, get to know a few other people? Walk around, introduce yourself, whether you're new here yourself or maybe you've been here for many years. Take that time to build some relationships, meet some new people and make them feel welcome here to uh, our family here at Cross Church. Well, wasn't that fun watching Jimmy and Mr. Alfred? I've missed having them. It was great to watch their videos again. And you know what? I, I personally have not met them yet, so I, I look forward to doing that at some point. Those, are, those guys are really great. Um, and you know, I have uh, heard what they were talking about there this morning. They were talking about obedience, weren't they? Now, did Jimmy really want to obey at first? No, no, he didn't, right? But he finally understood what it meant to obey, uh, why it's good to obey his parents, and guess what? That's what we're going to be talking about this morning, obedience. It's a very important topic in the Bible. It's an important topic for families, 
an important topic for kids. It's an important topic for adults, too. We all need to be obedient, don't we? And we all have rules, and we all have people that we have to obey. And we all have to learn to obey, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, before I forget, kids, if you're really good and you listen up and you stay nice and quiet, I promise in just a few minutes we're going to have some really, really special guests, okay? So sit with your families nice and quiet, listen up, fill your sheet in really as best you can, and then we're going to have some special guests in just a few minutes, okay? And parents and everyone else here, just a reminder again, even though this is a family service, we're doing some things for the kids here, we all can get something out of the message this morning. God is speaking to each and every one of us. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11, it says, Rain and snow fall from the sky, but they don't return without watering the earth and producing seeds and plants and grain to eat. And then God says, that's how it is with my words. The word of God, the Bible, God's word is always speaking to us when we read it and when we hear it. His words are always at work. They never just disappear without doing what God wants them to do, without truly, truly speaking to us. So this morning, again, allow God to speak to you, hear his voice, no matter what your age is, okay? Well, right from the beginning of time, and I'm sure we all know the story of the Garden of Eden, and God created Adam and Eve. And the Garden of Eden was a beautiful place, a perfect place, wasn't it? They had nothing to worry about. They had everything they wanted. They got to play with all the animals. Can you imagine playing with hippos and elephants? Those are, those are two of my favorite animals. But the thing is, God put a certain tree smack dab in the middle of the Garden of Eden. And he called it the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And I've often wondered, why would God do that? And maybe you've wondered that too. Well, the reason is, God put that tree there because he wanted to give Adam and Eve a choice, a choice to obey him or disobey him. And again, Adam and Eve really could do anything they wanted in that garden. And the only thing God said was not to eat from that one tree. In Genesis 2, 16 and 17, it says, But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you will surely die. You know, when I think about it, if we all did not have any options or any choices, what kind of people would we actually be? We'd no, be no different than a robot, would we? If we didn't have the ability to make a choice, we would just be doing exactly what we were told to do all the time. And that's not what God wanted for us. God created Adam and Eve to be free, to be able to make a decision on their own, to be able to choose between good and evil. So really, to be free, we have to have the option to have choices and to make decisions, and that's exactly what God gave Adam and Eve, the choice to obey him or disobey him. And then that tricky old Satan, he came along in the form of a snake, right? And it forced Adam and Eve to make a choice. In Genesis chapter 3, we read, One day he asked the woman, Did God really say to you not to eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Well, of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God told us you must not eat of it or touch it or you will die. And sadly, what kind of choice did Adam and Eve make? A good one or a bad one? Well, I think we all know they made a bad choice, that's right. And it affected every single person that has ever lived. Adam and Eve chose to disobey God and eat that fruit that they were told not to eat. And of course, what happened? Well, the world has never been the same since. There is evil and sin, and this has resulted in suffering 
sickness, disease, poverty, loneliness, and you, you name the problem, it all comes from that. And of course, the worst one is that we all have to die. God did not want this for us, and we certainly don't want this for us either, do we? We understand that death is not right. But guess what? Because of Adam and Eve's choice to disobey, God, the creator of the universe, he decided to step in. And isn't that great that God decided to step in? He loved us so much that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on that cross, to die for you and for me. And when we have faith in Jesus Christ and we believe him and we do what he says, when we ask him to forgive us of our sins and we really want to obey him and allow him to guide us and direct us, we can be free from all the sin and all this wickedness inside of us and we can be made clean on the inside. The Holy Spirit, God himself, comes to live inside of us and he helps us day by day, moment by moment. Oh, and of course, we all still struggle, don't we? I know I do. And, and you know what? Even the great apostle Paul struggled. He wasn't perfect by no means, not even close. And we talked about Paul last Sunday. He was an amazing follower of Christ. He really was. But even he continued to make mistakes. And even though Paul was one of the greatest Christians that ever lived, the apostle Paul says in Romans 7 that he felt so bad he kept making mistakes. He kept sinning. He says, who will rescue me? Who can help me stop sinning against God? I just can't do it on my own. Who's going to save me from this sin? Who can help me do what God wants me to do? And then listen, Paul writes this. Thanks be to God. It's through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus is the only one who can change us and make us whole. Isn't that amazing? Praise God for his love for us. God really does love us that much. And that's why he gives us his word, the Bible. He's given us instructions and examples of how we should live. So the Bible isn't just a big book of rules. God loves us so much that he gives us the Bible, his very words, to help us. And when we read the Bible, it's just as if God is speaking right to us. God wants to help us have a life that's filled with blessing. He wants us to have a life filled with purpose. He wants us to know that even though people die, that is not the end for us. We have the, option, we have the, the blessing of living forever with Jesus Christ and all those who believe and trust in him in heaven. Amen? And that's some great news this morning. Okay, now for all those who are kids in the room, and really I guess we're all kids, or all children, but uh, to somebody, but kids, kids that are in this room, in the Bible we find some very specific verses that talk right to children. And the Bible gives us instructions of what kids need to do in order to please God. And again, the Apostle Paul, one of the greatest Christians that ever lived, he wanted to instruct kids to have a great life as they follow God as well. And so he says in Philippians chapter 6, verses 1 to 3, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and your mother, meaning if you lovingly and respectfully obey your parents, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. And the Apostle Paul is getting this command, these instructions from all the way back in the Old Testament from Moses and the Ten Commandments. And we find that in Exodus 20, verse 12, and again, also in Deuteronomy 5, verse 16. 
And remember, everybody, we can't overlook this simple fact. This is coming straight from the Almighty God. This isn't just some smart person coming up with this idea. God himself is telling us this, isn't he? He wants us to obey him by obeying our parents. God knows this is a good thing for us to do. And it's pretty awesome that God is saying here that when we obey our parents, God gives us a great promise. Listen to Deuteronomy 12, 28. God is saying here, be careful to obey all my commands and listen to this promise so that all will go well for you. And all will go well for your children after you as well because you will be doing what is good and pleasing to the Lord your God. Now that is awesome. God loves us so much. His instructions truly are for our good. And God even says in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know many of you will know that, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So obedience to God, godly obedience to our parents is a really, really good thing. It pleases God. It pleases our parents, and it's good for us because when we obey, we know that God will take care of us. Amen? Amen. Well, listen, uh, how about I show you some cool demonstrations, some object lessons about obedience this morning. And to help me with these demonstrations, I'm going to ask my beautiful daughter, Lauren, again, to come up here and help me. So let's welcome Lauren this morning. Welcome, welcome. Hello. What happened? Wait, wait a second, wait a second. Where's Lauren? Oh, that's silly, Miss Lauren. You know what? She was outside getting ready for the picnic and all. And uh, she got really distracted by that crazy bouncy house out there having way too much fun. I mean, like, way too I much fun. I could see that. And yeah. I couldn't pull her off. So, you know what? She told me to come here and help you. So, don't you worry, Pastor Chris. Okay, I got it from great, here. Great, great. All right. Oh, yeah, I'm going to show you what we got. for you. Glow bracelets what? for you. Glow bracelets for you. I'm glow bracelets for you. Whoa, 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 whoa there, Chala. What are you doing? <laughs> it's Chala. Ha-la. You gotta get some spit going in the back of your throat. Everybody else say it with me. Hala. Hala. Thank hala, you. Hala. Okay, hala. All right. Hala, listen, we're, we are not doing any workouts here this morning. That is not gonna happen. No way. What? No, no. No workouts? No. Boring. No. No. Listen, the reason I asked oh. Lauren to come here in the first place, and well, I guess now that she sent you here, is I need some help doing this object lesson for everybody to see what it means to obey. Oh. And hey, have you ever heard of the word obey before? Are you kidding me? It's like my job to obey. Obeying my parents, doing my homework, screen time restrictions. Sometimes it seems like all I ever do is obey. Mm. I mean, like, why do we have all these crazy rules anyhow? Well, I guess that is a good question. Why, why do your parents have these rules for you? And the simple answer is, they love you. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, they do. Because they love me? Yes. Well, then stop with the rules already. Oh, I can't wait to move full-fledged adult. <laughs> well, listen, adults have rules too, right? Are you joking? Yes, I'm serious. But I thought they could do whatever they wanted whenever they want. You know, like eat all the candy you want whenever you want? Huh? Well, huh? I guess you could do whatever you want whenever you wanted, but the problem is there still are rules and you're still going to get punished. Oh. Punished? What? Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't like being punished. Yeah, I know. Well, everybody has rules, adults too. They're just called laws, right? Imagine if I just sped down the street as fast as I wanted. If I got pulled over by a police officer, guess what he's going to do? He's going to punish me by giving me a speeding ticket. But well, why do we have all these rules then? Like, wouldn't it just be easier without them? Well, I know everybody seems to say that life would be easier if we didn't have rules, but it's not going to be easier. It's not going to be better. And 
hey, it's, not, it's certainly not going to be safer. Imagine if we all drove as fast as we wanted. What's going to happen? Lots of accidents. Well, I guess that's not very good. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, I mentioned earlier that the Bible, a lot of people think the Bible is just like this big fat book of rules. <laughs> that's exactly what it seems like. You know, with all the commandments and stuff, there's a whole lot of rules in there. Well, you know, just like I mentioned, your parents have rules for you because they love you. Well, God has instructions for us because he loves us. He wants the best for us. He doesn't want to punish us. He doesn't want us to go through life and, and make us, uh, we just make bad decisions one after another. Well, then how are we supposed to make good choices? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. If you want to make good choices, and if you do make good choices, I think you make good choices, right? Oh, I make good choices. Well, oh, the pen decisions if, are if, easy, if, easy, pretty easy. If you easy. make good choices, if kid makes, kids make good choices, the reason why is because your parents have taught you how to make good choices. They've mm. taught you how to obey right from your little, right from your small. And hey, listen, you know what? We're all born with sin in our lives. We're all born selfish. We're all born self-centered. And because of that, our decisions usually end up being not very good decisions. So, I want to show you something here this morning, okay? Maybe okay. you can help me out. Let's all pretend this jug here, this jar, is our life, all right? So, this is our life, and on this side of our life, we are going to have the option to make some good choices, and on this side of our life, we are going to have the option to make bad choices. Boo! Boo. All right, now I have this arrow. And now, I said earlier that we're kind of self-centered, we have sin in our life, we are... Uh, selfish. So generally, if we are making decisions on our own, which way do you think this arrow is going to point? Ooh, I know this one has to be me, me. Hala. Okay. Since you said, you know, that we're all selfish and all that, I think it's going to point towards the bad choice. That's right. So if I put this arrow in our life, it's going to point towards the bad choices. That's right. Now, listen to this. If we ask Jesus into our life, and we ask him to forgive us of our sins, and we say, Jesus, we want to live for you. We want to make you the Lord and the master of our life. He is going to give us the Holy Spirit to come into our life. So I have a jug of water here. I'm going to pour that into the jar, okay? And this water is going to be the Holy Spirit coming into our life. So you see, it's going to fill us all the way up. All the way up to the top. Now, when we make decisions, we still, like I said earlier about Paul and all of us, we still struggle with making bad decisions. But now we have the Holy Spirit. And when we lean on the Holy Spirit and we ask him to help us, which way do you think the decisions are going to go? Let's watch this. Can you, everybody see this? So we think we ourselves are going to make decisions that lean towards the bad, but with the help of the Holy Spirit, watch what's going to happen. He's going to take our bad decisions and he's going to make them... Can everybody see that? Everybody see that? Oh, yeah. look at that! They're pointing towards the good choices! Yeah. What? Okay, wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me it's all about listening to the Holy Spirit? That's exactly it. Oh, okay, well that's great and all, but like, how in the world are we supposed to hear Him? Well, you know, the best way to hear from God, from the Holy Spirit, is to read the Bible, God's Word. God's Ooh. Word is God speaking to us, isn't it? Jesus even says in Luke eleven thirty eight. listen to this, Blessed are those who hear the Word of God and obey it. So you're telling me when we obey God, then He blesses us? That's right. God does not want to punish huh. us. He wants to bless us. Okay, listen, I have one more cool thing I want to show you about obedience. You're going to love this, all right? Okay, okay. So this is one of my favorite water bottles. Ooh. And inside there is a little ketchup packet. And you're not going to believe it, but this ketchup packet and I have become good friends. And uh, his name is Ketchy. <laughs> oh, that's a catchy name. Hello! Yeah, yeah. And Ketchy, Ketchy has learned to trust me. 
and he will obey whatever I tell him to do. Really? You think you're going to get a ketchup packet to obey you? Yeah, yeah I'm serious. He will. Mm, well, listen, hey, well, well, listen. Hey, one second, Ketchy. I, I think he's a little freaked out at me, a little scared because uh, a week ago I ate a hot dog, mm. and I think I accidentally ate his cousin Musty. But um, uh-oh. Anyway, but okay, Ketchy, that's okay. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay. All right. So he's okay. going to listen to what I command him to do. So watch All this. Right, he's going to obey see. me. Watch this, Ketchy. Okay. Ketchy, I'm going to point at you, and I want you to follow my finger in that bottle there. Just like, you know, you've learned how to do it. You've, you've demonstrated you can obey me. Okay. Now, Ketchy, watch my finger. Now, I want you to watch where I'm going, okay? Watch. Good job, Ketchy. Good job. Come all the way down to the bottom. Good job. Now, back this? up. Back up, back up, back up. Okay, stop right about there. Stop, stop, stop. Good job. Now, all the way to the top, Ketchy. And there he goes. What? Yeah, yeah. How in the world? Yeah. Is that supposed to work? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And hey, hey, I've even taught him something else. So watch this. Ketchy's going to pretend there's a string coming out the bottom of the bottle. Mm -hmm. And as I pull it, he's going to obey me. Watch this. Okay, Ketchy, here we go. Pulling the string, pulling Mm -hmm. the string. Here he comes down, 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 down to the bottom. Okay, now, Holly, you pretend you have scissors and you cut that string. Watch what's going to happen. And (laughs) ta-da! Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, okay, he, he's wait, great wait. at listening. He's great at obeying, isn't no, no, no. he? Yeah. Seriously, how in the world does he do that? Was it the glow bracelets? It's got to be all the glow no. bracelets out there, right? No, it's not the glow bracelets. What? He's just really good at obeying. He really no is. Yeah, seriously. Seriously, you got to tell me, how does Ketchy obey so well? Okay, okay. All right, I'll tell you how it works, all right? Okay. Um, okay. Oh, but you know what? First, before I do that, why don't you tell us what you learned from today's uh, object lesson? What did you learn about obedience? Okay. While, I, while you tell us, I'm just going to put some things away on the table here, okay? All right. That's fair. Well, I don't know about all of you out there, but I learned that the Bible isn't just this big, fat book of rules. It's actually a book of love. And it teaches us how to obey God. And when we obey God, he's very, very happy with us. And I also learned that because we were born sinful, we can't make good decisions on our own. We actually need somebody's help. So when we ask God to forgive us, then he sends us the Holy Spirit because he loves us so, so much. And the Holy Spirit helps us make those good choices. Oh, and I can't forget this. Kids, this is very, very important. Very, very, very. Listen up. It's very important that we listen to our parents. Because they give us rules, not because they want the bosses around all the time, but because they want to, to, they love us, and they want to protect us and keep us safe. Hey, hey, she's a pretty good listener. That's really good, Holly. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, 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 okay. All right, so. I need to know, wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah, I need to know. Okay, okay. How does this work? All right, does everybody want to know how this works? All right, okay, here we go. It simply works when I fill the bottle up the top. I've got catchy inside there, and when I squeeze the bottle at the back, he just normally comes down, naturally comes down. So watch, as I squeeze the bottle, here we go. Oh, wait a second. It's not moving it. I'm going to try it with two hands here. One second. Kitchy. Kitchy. Hello. Oh, no, he seems to be stuck. No, what? What, ah. what in the world? Ah. What in the world? Hot dog. Hot okay. dog. Um, Hello. Hey, perfect timing, hot dog. You, you know Kitchy well, too, right? Oh. Yeah, of course you do. Um, that makes sense. Kitchy seems to be stuck in here. I don't know what's going on. I can't seem to get him to move. Um, maybe you can kind of coax him down or something. See if you can get him to go there. I don't know what's going on exactly. Uh, is he listening to you? Yeah. Okay. Okay, try it out, see if you... Oh, oh. wait a oh. second. There we go. There he go. seems to be okay now. Very good. He very seems to be good. Very. Can you uh, just double check there? Hala, um, can you test it out? Wait, wait a second. Wait, oh, wait, oh no. Oh. oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh no. Oh, there's so nothing worse than a soggy hot dog bun. Oh, oh no. my goodness. Uh, oh. oh, my goodness. Man, what are you going to do now? Oh. Burn it. 
Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, I have an idea. Yeah. Okay. I think I know how we can get the hot dog to dry off, and we can see if all of you out there know how to obey. Are you ready for this, Patrick? Okay. Chris? okay. What, what can we just do a teeny tiny little workout just to a see? A workout? No, no, not a workout. That's a yes. All right, everybody, stand up on your feet. It's time to see if you can obey. Get up on your feet. We're gonna do some moves, and we're gonna see if you can follow. Are you ready? See if you can do it. Okay, let's. Here we go. And cue the music. Got some music there for us. No, okay. Oh, that's no. okay, all right? You're just gonna pretend. I think I hear it already. It's already there. Are you ready? Here we go. And one, okay, and two, and one, and two, and everybody. And kick, and, and left kick, hand, left and leg, kick, right and leg, kick, and leg, spin, left leg, spin, and spin, oh. and spin. <laughs> I am lost spin. already. I first, hey, let's give a round of applause to Hala and the hot dog. All right. That was great. That was great. Well, listen, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us in with that. That was... That was something different, that's for sure. <laughs> well, let's see if I can get my computer back up here and running now. Oh my goodness. All right, there we go, there we go. I gotta have a drink of water myself. All right. Well, as I said earlier, in just a little bit, we're gonna have one more special guest, all right? And I know he's really, really excited to join us. So hang in there, kids, hang in there, parents, for just a few more minutes. Uh, remember, work on your questions, work on your sheets, and uh, we'll, he'll, we'll have him come out in just a few minutes here. Well, I don't know about you, but I really, really liked that object lesson with the arrow. The water in that jar was a great example of what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. The thing we always have to keep in mind, though, is that in order for the Holy Spirit to truly work in us, we have to submit our lives to God. And to understand what ex exactly what this means, why we, ha what, we have to understand what the gospel message means, don't we? And Jesus says in Matthew 16, verse 24, that if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, you must take up your cross, and you must follow me. And then listen, Jesus even goes a step further, and he says in Luke 14, 27, and if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. Wow, those are some pretty strong words. So what does Jesus mean by this? Jesus says clearly here we must first give up our own way. We must realize that we have to imitate Christ. We must obey him all the time with our whole life. We can't just do what we want anymore. We have to choose to want to do what God says for us. Whether we are at home or we're at school, whether we have a job and we're working or we have some free time, no matter what we are doing and where we are, it doesn't matter how old you are either, obeying God has to be the main thing all the time. And with the Holy Spirit in us, he will help us as we saw in our example. This is how we truly become a follower of Jesus. Now, I read a devotional recently with my kids about WWJD. Does everybody remember what WWJD was? It stood for, what would Jesus do? That's right. So WWJD was a popular phrase a number of years ago, and they would make these wristbands so that kids or adults, whoever, would wear them, and it would remind them to always do what Jesus would do. And you know what? The Israelites used to do something similar thousands of years ago as well. No, they didn't wear WWJD bracelets, but God did tell them in order to keep obeying him all the time, he said they should write his commands all over the place, and to talk about them all the time so they didn't forget. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 11, 
verse 18, God said, commit yourselves wholeheartedly to the words of mine. Tie them around your hands and wear them on your foreheads as reminders. He wants us to be in his word all the time so we will hear his voice and remember what he says. God wants to remind us to obey him all the time. And like I said earlier, right from when we were little babies, we are already selfish and we want to get our own way. You know, imagine if your little brother or sister grew up and nobody taught them how to share or how to listen or how to be kind. We, we all need to be taught. We don't want to obey on our own, do we? So God wants to teach us how to obey him. And guess what? One of the ways he teaches us to obey is through our parents. God made parents to help us learn how to obey. God told all the parents of his people to teach God's word to their children. Teach them how to obey God. God said, teach my commandments to your children. Talk to your children about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. Even write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So parents, we need to know God's word and be willing to do what it says. This is what obedience is. This is what obedience to God is. We need to be models for our kids. We need to model this for our children, don't we? And kids, we need to obey our parents. God will be so pleased with you. He loves you. He loves us all so much. And as we make Jesus the Lord of our life, and when we want to obey him and do what he says, when we read the Bible, when we go to church, we learn more about God, as we grow in our relationship with him, we will be able to obey him more and more because the Holy Spirit will help us to become more like Jesus. Amen? Amen. Okay. Well, listen, we have one more special guest this morning. So I think the best way to encourage him to come out and share some awesome science with us is if we all give him a really big round of applause. Okay, just wait a second, though. I'm going to count to three and say his name, and then let's all go crazy, okay? So here we go. One, two, three. Let's cheer and welcome Professor Pumpernickel. Welcome, Professor. Thank you very much, Pastor Chris, for inviting me on. I just got to grab my supplies here. It's been forever since I've seen you guys, not to mention so many of you and so many old kids, but I am glad you are here to join me for this wonderful experiment. Just give me one second. I want to get rid of this so you guys can see it. Awesome. So, today we talked about obedience, correct? So, we are learning about how obedience to God and our parents is the key ingredient to living in our new life that we have in God. So here, I have a bottle of hydrogen peroxide. We use hydrogen peroxide to clean our skin when we have wounds. So, it kills germs and it's a wonderful thing. And here I have my favorite blue food coloring. I'm just going to add in eight drops or so and give it a swirl. So, here we have a hydrogen peroxide. This bottle represents our lives, okay? We want our lives to be overflowing with good things, right? We want things to be fun and exciting. So here I have some dish soap, okay? So this dish soap represents all of the things that we think are going to make our lives exciting, full and overflowing. So what do you think will happen 
when I add this dish soap to our lives? Let's find out. You guys ready? Get it all? Heh. That's really too bad. Well, it just leaves us empty. But what if I told you that when we obey God and do what he tells us to do, that we would be full and that we would have joy? Well, here I have one more ingredient that I'm going to add, and it's called a catalyst. Well, in this case, it's just one tablespoon of yeast combined with some water. And this is a catalyst. So, this water and yeast represents obedience to God, okay? So what do you guys think will happen when we add obedience to God to our lives? Any guesses? Any guesses? I've got to move some things here. Let me just give this a little shot. Okay, so this is our lives, remember? This is our catalyst, which represents obedience to God, and we'll see what happens. We want it to overflow. So, here we go. Whoa! Look at that! Isn't that pretty crazy? When we obey God and do what He wants us to do, our lives start to overflow with good things. We have joy in God when we obey him because we know that he is in control of all things. Obeying God fills our lives. That's totally the opposite of when we do what we want to do, just like adding only the dish soap showed us. So thank you guys for joining me for this experiment, and thank you to Pastor Chris. Let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> Thank you, Professor, Pops, Professor Pumpernickel. That was amazing. Amazing job. Listen, we've learned what the Holy Spirit can do in our lives, and we need to make sure as we obey him, whether we're kids or adults, the Holy Spirit can turn our bad decisions to good and fill us up and help us overflow with peace, with joy, with everything that we want in our lives. When we follow the Holy Spirit, this is what can happen. And it's not only for our own good, is it? It's for the opportunity to share that love with others and see the world around us become Christians, to hear the gospel message and see their lives impacted by the love of God as well. So let me just pray for you this morning. Lord, we thank you again for the opportunity to be here today, to hear the message, to hear your word. And I pray that each and every one of us, no matter what age we are, would go away this morning recognizing our need, our need for our dependence on you in every moment of every day of our lives. And Lord, again, not that we would be changed, we want to be changed, but that the light inside of us would be reflected to those around us, and we would see others impacted by your love, and come to submit to you, to ask you for forgiveness, and have their lives changed, and their lives filled with peace, and with joy, and forgiveness, and love, and then they would share it with others, Lord, this is what we want to see in our world around us. Our world needs to know you, Father. So I pray for every person as we leave here, we would take this message to heart and we would put it into action this afternoon, even at the picnic and throughout the rest of our day and week ahead and weeks and years ahead. May we rely on you with everything in our whole lives. And I pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. See you at the picnic.